Sometimes it feels like the sun will never rise, like the birds will never sing again. Believe in That's right. When you don't know what to do, just keep on breathing from the city <laughs> of angels in Los Angeles <laughs> uh, and from the Big Apple in New York. Uh, we f- welcome back, Adrian. She's been gone for Thank so you. long. We were wondering if she was ever going to come back. <laughs> the worst move of her life. But anyway, welcome to all my listeners out there in Radio Land. I am Dave, the caregiver's caregiver at caregiverdave.com, along with my lovely co-host, Adrian Gruberg at thecaregiverspace.org. And we're coming to you live and on demand 24-7 on numerous, I mean numerous syndicated radio and podcast networks on 26 global audio and video platforms like iHeartRadio, iTunes, YouTube, Spreaker, SoundCloud, Vimeo, the the list goes on and on. (laughs) And in fact, we are proud to be voted number one caregiver podcast of the top 50 on Player FM and number two caregiver podcast on Feedspot out of the top 60 and number two caregiver podcast on CaringVillage.com. And we have an especially exciting show planned for you today, don't we, Adrian? Yes, we do. Beat the burnout blues. Two simple steps. Two simple steps. I didn't know they were so simple. But he's going to let us know. Effectively navigate burnout. I've been doing it wrong all these years. Elaine <laughs> is a cancer survivor from a former registered nurse, successful entrepreneur. She's got a long list here. Business management consultant and now an author. And while working as an RN, she suffered an extreme case of burnout. Yeah, they burn out. After navigating the experience and coming to an understanding of her purpose, she started what grew to be a sustainable, successful, impactful, purpose-driven business, (laughs) then sold it after 13 years of operation. Melaine is now sharing her unconventional strategies to success in her book, Lemonades, Squeeze Your Challenging Life Experiences, into a successful business and through her consulting practice, Airy Management Consulting. Hope I said that right. Her book and consultancy grant her the opportunity to help struggling entrepreneurs and business owners build a solid foundation for their ventures and achieve purpose-driven, impactful, sustainable success and truly abundant life. She sure does like adjectives. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Welcome to the show. Uh, let me just um, remind everyone that last week's guest, Carlin Maddox, is an experienced journalist. He wrote A Path Revealed, How Hope, Love, and Joy Found Us Deep in a Maze Called Alzheimer's. And you can listen to that show and all our shows on our membership website, caregiverdave.com, or any of the other 26 global networks I mentioned earlier. Well, enough of that. Melaine, welcome to the Caregiver Dave Show. We're so excited that you're on. Wonderful to be here. Thank you so much to both of you for having me. Sure. We just like to ask the first question Who is Melaine Mullins and why was she placed on this earth? So, Melaine Mullins is a cancer survivor, um, a, as you said, former registered nurse, um, successful entrepreneur, um, author, um, also business management consultant. And why was I put on this earth? I was put on this earth, I am so sure, um, to encourage and inspire and equip 
um, individuals to move in the direction of their life's purpose and thrive and live it. Wow. Well, that's a good mission, I say. Very good mission. (laughs) So you are a registered nurse. We all know that registered nurses have got to be one of the hardest occupations in the world, uh, right up there with caregivers. I'm not sure which one is worse, but they're pretty dang close. (laughs) (laughs) But they're both both subject to burnout. Um, And that's why nurses smoke. They should know better, right? Mm -hmm. They should be healthy, but they're... They're nervous wrecks and, and they're, they're made to work long hours and, and they're understaffed and, and they work for demanding doctors, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So tell me about your burnout experience uh, that you went through being an RN. Mm-hmm. So interestingly enough, Dave, my burnout experience started, I would say, almost decades before I actually became an RN. Really? Uh, well, not really? yes. Um, so it really laid the foundation for that burnout. Unfortunately. Is that because you were a caregiver? Well, I'll, I'll give you, I was cared for. So wow. um, oh, right. <laughs> yeah, when I was 17, I was diagnosed with leukemia. Oh and I was a patient um, at the time in the hospital where I didn't know it at the time, but there was a massive nursing shortage. So the care that I received, the clinical care was world-class and, you know, I went into remission and excellent, you know, results clinically, but the emotional care that I received was incredibly substandard. Um, And as a patient at the time, I was 17. I didn't know why, you know, my, my nurses wouldn't sit and talk to me. I was terrified, right? Um, This was close to 30 years ago. So Um, At the time, I did not know anyone that had cancer, no one in my family. Um, So I navigated this entire journey alone. And the people that I felt should really understand and be able to connect with me emotionally should have been my nurses, right? There was no (laughs) leukemia and lymphoma society chapter in the city that I lived in at the time. So I navigated that alone. And the emotional trauma of the experience was pervasive for years. And so Uh, Several years later, I graduated um, with a degree that I didn't end up using. And I thought, okay, God, um, growing up Christian, I really felt this is a time for me to really lean on um, my my Christian values and et cetera, and just say, I am terrified and I'm scared. What, What am I going to do with my life? And the thought came to me to, you know, if you're going to do something eight hours a day, let it be something that you actually really care about. And so the only thing I could think of is that no patient would go through what I went through um, in the hospital. And so at the end of the day, um, what I decided to do is become a nurse. I did. And unfortunately, um, I realized that when I became a nurse, that the care that you can provide when you have four patients and the care that we learn to provide when we're in school, you know, quality emotional care connecting is not the same care you can provide when you have 11 patients. And that was actually the nurse to patient ratio that um, I experienced when I started my career until when I ended it years later. Where and was that? I, when was that? Where? It was in Canada. Mm-hmm. It was in Canada. I was a travel nurse in the U.S. and um, and I also worked in Canada as well. So the nurse to patient ratio in both countries at that time when I ended my nursing career was, I mean, unsustainable. What, so what should it be now? Depends on the unit. So that's a great question. So um, if you're working as an RN on a ICU, right, it's usually one to one or one to two, and I'm sure it's significantly more than that right now. Um, right. Um, med surge unit, 
Um, it's around four to one back then. But I'm sure it's, it's, you know, increased at this point with the nursing shortage as it is right now. So I really had the perspective as a nurse working in a, a system that's short and also as a patient experiencing that kind of compromised care. So bringing it back here to caregiving. And we're doing that again today with COVID, aren't we? Nursing shortage. A lot of them have quit because they don't want to Uh, get the vaccine. It breaks my heart because I know what that works, what it's like to work in a system um, that's short and also to be a patient in that type of system, right? And so at the end of the day, shortly into my career, relatively, I mean, five years in, I experienced this case of burnout and it was so, I felt just broken and, you know, unfulfilled and, you know, the reason why I started as an RN was to help address this issue and now working the system where it's pervasive, I didn't feel fulfilled. And so I had to come to a place where I realized, you know what, this is not sustainable. This burnout, the state of burnout and, and your audience is caregivers definitely at some point in their caregiving journey, they've experienced that and are experiencing, you know, it's just not sustainable to be, um, you know, tired, you're frustrated, and you're in that space, and you're not able to really give the quality care, right, to the best of your ability, because you're in that space mentally. And so I progressed through, as you mentioned, um, my steps, um, and they really, really helped me navigate my burnout journey and move forward. Are you hearing me okay? Sorry, I had myself muted. Um, how many other nurses in the uh, uh, unit that you were working at did you witness were also suffering burnout? You weren't the only one, were you? No, no, I wasn't <laughs> the only one. Um, and it, it manifests itself in different ways, right? I think that's important to note. Um, some people, it's irritability, right? Some individuals, it's you know tiredness, lethargy, um, a lack of, of feeling motivated, um, disconnected, right? And so um, I would venture to say there was at least 30% of the unit that I was working with at that time that were wow. also struggling with burnout. That's amazing. That is amazing. Um, mm. So how did you beat the burnout blues, as you like to call it? <laughs> <laughs> So for me, it really started out with telling myself the truth, right? And owning what I was experiencing. I think a lot of times we tend to just, you know, bear down and grin and just keep going. And I just have to do this. So let me just propel forward. But I had to say to myself, no, Melaine, you are burnt out. It's time for you to tell yourself the truth about this. Because as, you know, the Bible talks about, John, I think it's eight, you know, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. So operating from a pace of truth is something that I had to start with. And so once I was able to acknowledge it, then I was able to turn the corner and do something about it. And so my first step was that I had to recognize, am I on course? Am I off course? Or is there something else going on here? Now, what do I mean by that? On course, am I the one that's supposed to be in this capacity? Is, am I supposed to be a registered nurse right now? Is it me? right? Um, Or am I off course? Um, Am I moving in a direction that this is not, I should not be the one offering this care, right? And honestly stating and recognizing within myself, okay, 
yes, becoming a registered nurse and caregiving this capacity was important for me for a time. But then it came to a point where I had to recognize, okay, at some point, it needs to transition. And so for your audience, what I would say is, as a caregiver, recognizing, okay, I am burnt out, I need to, you know, recognize my own self care needs to happen here. Um, You know, I like to say, um, when you're on a flight, and you hear the uh, staff say, you know, don your own mask before assisting others when the oxygen mask descend, right? And you think as a caregiver, oh, brother, you know, I need to be the one to just take care of them. But really and truly, if you are not internalizing that understanding of self-care and walking in that understanding, caring for what you need so that you can show up effectively for your family member, you're not really going to be as of great use to that to that um, the individual, your loved one, right? And so as nurses, this is something that, you know, we learn about in school, but, you know, how often do we actually implement that understanding? And so first uh, key, as I said, is recognizing, am I, should I still be nursing right now? And the answer to me is, yes, I need to be continuing this journey right now, but I also need to implement self-care to be able to do it effectively and not just barrel through and pick up the shifts because they're short and no matter what and not sleeping, mm-hmm. et cetera. Um, I liked one of what one of your guests, Dave, said in a previous interview that um, a gift that he received was a trip away, mm. right? And just to have time to pull away and just reconnect and just refocus. Now, not everyone has that luxury, but there are things that you can do to recognize, okay, I need to step away and manage my own self-care so that I can be effective to provide that care. So the second um, key that I progress through is doing something about it. Okay, now you have that knowledge, right? Am I on? Am I the one that needs to be providing this care? Is there someone else, etc.? And the second key is taking the steps. Um, interestingly enough, mental health issues can also mask in the same way. And similarly, to burnout. So really, again, telling yourself that truth, gaining that understanding of where you're at. And if it is an issue where you are dealing with mental health challenges, mm-hmm. getting the help, right? If it is an issue of, okay, you know what? Um, I feel that I may not be best equipped to handle providing this care. Well, then taking steps to, you know, Um, find an individual or whatever the case, but really operating from a place of truth. What am I feeling? And go from there. What, what exactly, how is this burnout manifesting itself for me? And then taking steps from that point to be able to navigate it most effectively. Mm -hmm. So while you were an RN, um, when you were navigating through your burnout experience, um, did you have any resistance um, in, in what you were trying to accomplish by, um, I mean, like if you needed time off, were they supportive or say, you can't go anywhere, you know, um, <laughs> what were you trying to do to alleviate your burnout that you were getting resistance uh, against, mm-hmm. if any? So I didn't receive resistance. They were supportive. Oh. And um, even though they were shorthanded. Yeah, even though they were short, um, the management that I had at the time was supportive um, because this is something that they see a lot, right? It's not um, 
something that is just like a <laughs> simple one or two nurses deal with it, right? And so, so, so they, they don't wait for the squeaky wheel. They wait for, till the wheel falls off before they do something. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so they were supportive. Um, there are, and I personally had not worked on a unit of this nature, but I had colleagues that worked on units that provided resources um, for nurses. Um, I had a, a draw on the floor for a spa day or whatever the case. So really investing in staff um, is something that nurse managers at the time that I knew of were doing. But my nurse manager was supportive and allowed me that time off and that time to, you know, mm-hmm. just reconnect and take a break and, you know, collect yourself and, and go from there. And again, for your audience that are caregivers that may not have a whole lot of options um, where they're at, um, recognizing there are self-care strategies that you can implement that can help you to be able to show up most effectively for your loved one. I have been in a situation where, you know, caregivers are not showing up effectively. And really and truly, you think that doing the, you know, technicalities of the care is good enough. But your loved one also needs your heart and they need you to be emotionally present. And that comes from a place of, you know, greater wholeness within yourself. Yeah. Hey, don't you have a question? Yeah, I got to play devil's advocate here for as a caregiver. Um, <clears throat> is this what I should be doing? <laughs> uh, some people don't have the choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, they might know very well this is not what they want to do. This mm-hmm. is not what they feel they should be doing, but it's what they have to be doing because they can't afford help. Um, There's no alternative for them. Mm -hmm. Um, I have suggested many times uh, to people in my groups, uh, you know, that they just, if it's only for 10 minutes, set set aside a space for yourself where you can go and, and breathe. But even that it's not enough. Mm -hmm. So, what would you say to that? Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for asking that and drilling down to that point, because this is very, very key. So, you know, when we talk about burnout and we say, okay, I'm mentioning, okay, telling yourself the truth, why are you burnt out? The obvious answer would be because I'm caring and, I'm, you know, for this loved one, right? But I encourage you to drill down deeper into that. What about that experience and that's not easy. It's some, on its face, it might sound annoying, okay? But really, at the end of the day, what is it about that experience that is the most stressful? Is it because that you don't have, as you said, supports? Is it because you are feeling depressed? Is it because the care is too overwhelming? What exactly is the reason? Dive drilling down even deeper because let's say that person is experiencing a mental health crisis that caregiver well getting the help for that is important because you can continue to give care to your loved one but if it's from a compromised place it's not going to be as effective as it could be so really getting into the core okay am i feeling this burnout because i'm you know angry or whatever the case well diving into the exact reasons for it will help you be able to navigate it most effectively. Because in my experience as an RN, it wasn't that I was burnt out because I was an RN. 
uh, or I can't stand my page or whatever, you know, that nature. It's me. I'm going through something right now and I need to be the one to address what's happening within me. Right. And so I think at the end of the day, as you mentioned, you individuals may not have the resources, but connecting with support groups, connecting with resources that are out there. I had, I was on a call um, just, uh, I think it was last week with another author. She's written a book on dementia and her experience helping her mother with dementia. She's a best-selling author now. And she talked about this exact question of what can you do? And she has a whole host of resources and information and supports, et cetera, that, I mean, I probably wouldn't know of if my mother or father was diagnosed with dementia right now, right? And so connecting with individuals, groups, resources that are available to give you that support um, is key, but really understanding what is exactly that I need. What, um, as I said, there could be a mental health component for that caregiver. So, you know, addressing it in other ways is really not going to help them navigate that burnout. See, sometimes, sometimes someone is so overwhelmed, they really don't know what it is they need. And those groups sometimes, I hope, because I have them, right. will, will help you identify what's going on with you. Right, right. Did you ever do a group? For uh, me? Yeah. Me? No, Melaine. Would I ever do a group? No, have you ever done a group to help with your burnout? Well, I have my business management consulting firm now, and a part of the care and the instruction and the guidance that I provide my clients, my business clients, is helping them understand the importance of self-care, right? I facilitated an entrepreneurship group over a three-month period, and a portion of that um, discussion that we had during that time is really understanding what's the core of your business challenges that you're having right now. Where, Where are the challenges coming from? So not particularly for caregivers, but really helping individuals understand diving into the truth about what you're experiencing. Because one of the quote that I love, um, it says, you, to open a wound, you can't uh, heal a wound unless you open it, right? And so really pulling back the layers and understanding what's going on here, right, to be able to turn back and give back. Um, as I mentioned previously, when I was a patient, I didn't have the supports of Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. So I volunteered with them for many years and sat in groups with cancer patients and listened to them and tried to understand the experience and really provide help and guidance that um, a huge part of the navigation through a challenging life experience, whether it be a caregiving experience or cancer journey or burnout as an employee um, is really getting to the place to see, and I know this is going to sound somewhat airy-fairy and esoteric, but hope. There is hope. There is some nugget in that experience that you can hold on to and be thankful for in that moment and give yourself a vision of what, you know, tomorrow can look like. It's challenging when you're caring for someone um, that, you know, is facing a debilitating illness, but having a day to see them smile or whatever it is, just looking into the moments and finding joy in those moments. They're there. So why did you write the book and what do you hope uh, that it will do to your readers? Mm -hmm. 
Well, I wrote the book because I have navigated several challenging life experiences. Um, one, obviously, is this cancer journey um, with leukemia and my miraculous recovery that I experienced. And so um, I call these challenging life experiences lemon experiences, experiences that, you know, threaten your very survival and belief that a new day or hope is even around the corner. Sure. And so um, these lemon experiences, um, I really teach individuals that the core of these experiences are something within them that is so powerful to help you grow and move into a direction of success. Mm. Just the same as the author that I just mentioned, who um, her experience with her mother, caring for her mother with dementia, she can now, all the lessons that she's learned, she can turn that around and give back uh, in, a, in a manner that can be of service to others that are navigating a similar experience. And so at the end of the day, um, what I do in the book is I provide 17 actionable strategies that individuals can implement to be able to turn those challenging life experiences into a successful business. Okay. And in, interestingly enough, the strategies for success that I learned to help me grow a sustainably successful, impactful, purpose-driven business, I learned from my cancer journey. And it was the poor caregiving experience that I received that actually gave me information and the tools and, and drove me to a career in nursing. Right. So these challenges have within them seeds to be able to bloom, you know, opportunities and, and hope for other people if we allow them. And that's why I say looking into the experiences that, you know, caregiving experiences, the day to day, um, looking for something to be grateful for in that moment. Yeah. It's very important. Experience. Can't believe how fast the time has gone. Um, how can we get a hold of you or somebody needs to talk to you or buy your book? So they can reach me at melanemullings.com on my website. Um, also, I'm on Instagram. I am dot Mullings. And also they can find me on LinkedIn and Alignable. So good. Thank good. you so much for coming on the show. It was a great interview and you were a great guest. And again, a reminder that all our live shows become recorded podcasts and video casts on our platforms that I mentioned earlier, you know, like YouTube, Blog Talk Radio, Podbean, and many more. And don't forget to check out my membership website, caregiverdave.com. It's a free membership support community with lots of tools, resources, free gifts, as well as uh, my Facebook page with the same name. Adrian also has chat rooms and lots of other things going on on her caregiverspace.org and her Facebook page with the same name. <laughs> And please, Facebook page has the groups. Facebook page has the groups. Thank you. And please check the like button on whatever platform you happen to be watching or listening to, because it helps us reach even more caregivers by improving Google search engine algorithms. So again, to all my listeners out there all over the world, thank you so much for tuning in twice each and every Wednesday and making us the number one caregiver podcast on the internet. And uh, look for our podcast on your favorite platform or on caregiverdave.com. So until next week, same time, same channel. May God richly bless you all. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye, Melaine. Bye. Dave Nassani, The Caregiver's Caregiver, has just released his sixth book entitled It's My Life Too, Thrive to Stay Alive as a Caregiver. It was specifically written for caregivers who know they should be putting their needs first, but just don't know how. Dave is the sole caregiver to his wife, Charlene, since 1996. He knows firsthand what caregivers are going through because he is one. 
He now speaks all across the country, offering caregivers his amazing caregiver support package. Even the airlines tell us that in the event of an emergency, to put your oxygen mask on first before you help your child with their mask. They know that those who don't heed their advice often black out, thus becoming unable to help either themselves or their child. And caregivers are exactly the same way. It's my life too. Thrive and stay alive as a caregiver will help caregivers who are neglecting their sleep, diet, and social life and learn to put their needs first. Pick up your copy today or buy one for your special caregiver on sale everywhere and at caregiverdave.com. Sometimes it feels like the sun will never rise, like the birds will never sing. Uh-huh. 